This time of year, our skin gets so dry, especially for those of us who live in cold climates. So I couldn't live without One Earth Body Care. Their Skin Fix, which is great for your entire body. It's a thick, wonderful salve. You can rub it in your hands to soften it, and it makes your skin amazing. There's a day and night facial oil, which I use every day and night, and it really, really has helped my skin. There's a sleep balm that is also a salve consistency that has lavender and other things to help you relax. Of course, my all-time favorite is their natural deodorant because I am no longer smelly. If you've got a baby, they've got a baby butt saver. The other thing that has completely transformed my hair is their shampoo and conditioner bars. They've got Skin Fix for Pets, which has helped my glue stop eating his paws all the time or nibbling on them. And of course, they also have a pet shampoo bar. Please check them out at OneEarthBodyCare.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. So I've been doing health media for 25 years. And once in a while, I'll get a book where I literally have to try to pry it out of my husband's hands and say, listen, I need to read that first and then you can read it. So the latest book, which is absolutely amazing, is How Not to Age, The Scientific Approach to Getting Healthier as You Get Older. It is by New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Michael Greger, who joins us now. Dr. Michael Greger, you've done it again. This book is incredible. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to hopefully help inspire some of your listeners to live longer, better lives. You absolutely will. And the first thing we got to do is we got to get the trash out. So let's talk about autophagy. Tell Ah. us why that's essential for lifespan and what is it? Yeah, interesting. So yeah, autophagy is this kind of housekeeping, internal housekeeping process by (laughs) which our cells are able to clear away some of the accumulated debris uh, that builds up over time and can actually contribute to the aging process. Uh, one way is prolonged fasting actually activates autophagy, but prolonged fasting is not safe to do um, without medical uh, supervision. Thankfully, there are other ways we can do it. We can fast or go fast. Exercise <laughs> induces autophagy. Unfortunately, we have to do enough. So 60 minutes significantly induces um, uh, autophagy, which you can measure in muscle biopsies taken before and after. Unfortunately, 20 minutes does not. Now, maybe 21 minutes does, but that's, those are the only, that's the only data we have. 60 works, 20 doesn't. So 60 minutes of moderate intensity exercise like brisk walking can indeed improve autophagy, although they're all are also foods um, right. uh, that can that. affect autophagy. The food um, component that actually suppresses autophagy that we want to avoid, something called acrylamide, which yes. is a toxin concentrated in French fries and potato chips that's formed during the frying process. Right. So encourage people to cut down on, uh, on uh, chips and fries. Um, uh, though uh, there's a food component actually shown to be beneficial um, chlorogenic acid, which is the primary antioxidant in coffee. So coffee actually it boosts autophagy. Coffee drinker, explain why coffee drinkers live longer than non-coffee drinkers, lower rates of cancer. Um, uh, so three cups of coffee a day associated with 30% lower risk of all-cause mortality, dying from all causes um, put together. So living a significantly longer life. So wow. drinking coffee, whether decaf or not, um, uh, boosts autophagy. Um, and then there's a food component uh, called spermidine, um, which is found 
um, in beans, basically legumes, Love beans, peas, chickpeas, lentils. The most concentrated source on a per serving basis is uh, tempeh, which is a fermented soy product. Number two is just plain white button mushrooms. But the most concentrated source kind of on a gram per gram basis is wheat germ. So I'm encouraging people to actually sprinkle wheat germ on their foods um, as part of boosting autophagy to extend lifespan. You know, it's funny. That brings me back to the 70s. My I mom know. was a my health mom. The, right? my, my mom. My mom tried germ. to get me. <laughs> so put that on everything. Here, have some Ma- wheat germ. Hey, mom was right. Isn't she always? Yes. Well, you know, my favorite go-to lunch, and I did read that the air frying, because I have an air fryer, oh, produces okay, yeah, yeah. 90% less acrylamide. How do you acrylamide. say that? Yep, exactly. So let me tell you what I do. So I got these frozen vegetables are organic. It's broccoli, carrots, sweet potato, and garbanzo beans. Love I it. I put them in the air fryer. Don't even use any oil. They get a little bit crispy. And that's my lunch every day. I Amazing. think that, so that's okay because I can't give up my air fryer, Dr. Gregor. Like no, I'm no, in love. No, love the air fryer. No, I use <laughs> air fryer all the time. You make these wonderful kind of sweet potato fries. Um, and so the only thing I would add to make your lunch even better is having some whole food source of fat to absorb yes, all true. those wonderful nutrients. So drizzling a little tahini or something okay. on top would, because all those, those carotenoid phytonutrients are fat soluble. So if yeah. you eat them without, like with just with a fat free dressing or something, unfortunately you'd be missing out and you wouldn't get the same kind of bioavailability to boost your blood levels. Yeah, that is really important. Now I'm a big avocado fan. Oh, Perfect. Good. Perfect. Okay. I usually throw in an avocado with that. Uh, just, done. Done. <laughs> Love it. Now let's talk about the habits of longest living populations. Tell us a little bit about what we can learn from the blue zones. Yeah. So based on studies on identical twins, mm. only about 25% of the difference in lifespan between people is actually due to genetics. And so for what to do over the majority of which we have some control, we can turn to the blue zones, these areas of exceptional longevity around the world, um, where in addition to lifestyle factors such as movement, stress reduction, social connection, they all center their diets around whole plant foods. So they're minimizing processed foods, meat, dairy, sugar, eggs, salt, and maximizing fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes like the chickpeas nuts and seeds, mushrooms, herbs, and spices, Uh, basically real food that grows out of the ground. These are our healthiest choices. Yeah, they really are. Now, I unfortunately am very sensitive to nuts. When I eat almonds, I get a sore throat when I, and it really breaks my heart. Okay. So what do you say to someone like me who really wants to eat nuts? Because I know that they're such a recommended thing to eat for longevity. What what can I do? So are there any nuts that that don't cause that reaction? Pistachios aren't as much of an issue. Okay. Well, um, what about seeds? So what about, fla- you know, seeds. pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds? Yes. So yeah, do yeah. seeds instead? Yeah. So botanically, nuts and mm-hmm. seeds are actually very similar. And so I actually mm-hmm. have a very similar nutrient profile. And so okay. the, although there has not been as much research done on seeds as there mm-hmm. are nuts based on their nutritional profile, we would assume they would have similar effects. So yeah, I would okay. go out of your way to add seeds to your diet if you can't do nuts for whatever reason. All right. Now, I'm also really big on the social connection. I think it was last year... It came out that loneliness is a public health epidemic. Mm-hmm. I have a master's of public health. And this is something that I think is so important and really missed out on that. You could be, I'm just curious in your opinion, you're doing all the right things, but you're lonely as heck and you don't have anyone to reach out to. That's pretty bad for your health. 
It really is. Social isolation and loneliness have been associated with higher mortality rates, but the good news is that it's mediated by poor lifestyle choices. So okay. similarly to stress, the right. reason people who are stressed live shorter lives is not the stress itself, but when we're stressed, we not only eat more, but right. we tend to eat uh, you know, foods with more sugar, fat, calories. The stress also increases and loneliness, bereavement, Increases yeah. substance use, alcohol, tobacco, um, illicit drugs. And so, uh, yeah, the good news is, is that because it's mediated through the slide in, in lifestyle, as yeah. long as we are able to maintain a healthy lifestyle, the stress and the loneliness um, do not directly impact our health. Um, so, so, um, so there's actually something we can do about it by maintaining those healthy habits, particularly in those times of need, right. where instead of being comforted by comfort foods, right, we really need <laughs> to be, um, you really kind of double down on this is the time I really need to be taking care of myself. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I think is so important, well, there's so much in your book, but the healthy versus unhealthy plant-based diets, the amount oh. of vegan junk food is unbelievable. And I'll be honest, Mike, we don't do dairy uh, we do a little bit of, of grass-fed meat, but my daughter doesn't do, you know, she just wants something once in a while. Because overall, we're whole food, plant-based. I will get oh, her great. like a vegan pizza because I don't want her to feel like if you take everything. My mom was such a healthy, we couldn't have anything. She hid the cookies. It made me want them more. So where do you stand on that kind of thing if it's once in a while? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, look, it doesn't matter what you eat in your birthdays, holidays, special occasions. It's, on the, it's really, uh, you know, what we eat day to day. And on right, that day to day okay. basis, we really should try to center our diets around, you know, natural foods from fields, not factories, these sure. unprocessed plant foods. But yeah, it's it's about eating primarily plant-based, not necessarily exclusively plant-based. Okay. The plant-based diet is really more about just kind of maximizing the intake of healthiest foods to kind of crowd out some of the less healthy options. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, certainly as a physician, you know, these labels like vegetarian um, or vegan, tell me, just tell me what you don't eat. I mean, do you actually eat vegetables, you know? <laughs> um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, so that's why, yeah, it's important. You know, 20 years ago, someone comes to me saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I eat vegan. Well, I'm thinking they're, you know, shopping in the produce aisle. But now, no, you know, there's no. all sorts of, you know, donuts <laughs> and junk food. You look, the, the processed food industry is happy to give us any flavor of junk food they want. Low yeah. carb junk food, low fat junk food, snack roll cookies, um, yeah. low, you know, even, you know, paleo, ironically, paleo junk food, you name it, right? Yeah, They'll take advantage of any kind of fad. But it really all comes back to the healthiest options, which unfortunately for them are not as profitable, right? Because the healthiest mm -hmm. foods like fruits and vegetables actually go bad. They're, pro they're perishable. Right. Whereas the incentives for the food industry are really to, you know, for that snack cake that sits on the shelf for a few weeks or even better, sell, you know, brown sugar water in a bottle. It's like pure profit. Taxpayer subsidized sugar. It's like all money. So, you know, the CEOs of these corporations, it's not like they're sitting around thinking, how can I contribute to the childhood obesity epidemic? They're like, how can I satisfy the needs of my, you know, quarterly earnings for my shareholders? Yeah. And if all of a sudden they got a conscience, they'd get booted out and replaced by somebody else, right? Yeah. And so, you know, we're never going to see an ad on t on the Super Bowl for sweet potatoes or something, right? <laughs> just because the, the incentives just don't align. And these right. corporations just don't have the best interests of our family at heart. So we really kind of have to take control of our own lives, our own families, our own communities, 
um, and, you know, really stick to the science right. where even though these foods may not be as profitable, and that's why we're not, you know, kind of bombarded by ads. It's instead, it's fast food and candy. Uh, but, you know, really kind of take back control and stick to really the, the best foods, um, regardless of how uh, profitable they are. You know, I mentioned already about my mom being a health nut. So she used to make a lot of halibut when I was growing up. Oh, uh-huh. And in a in one of your talks, you, you you say, unfortunately, our oceans have essentially become humanity's sewer. <laughs> so let's talk about fish. Yeah, everything eventually kind of flows into the sea, right? Mm-hmm. And so look, if we had a time machine to go back for the Industrial Revolution, that might be one thing. <laughs> but, you know, the aquatic food chain accumulates the highest levels of, like, you name your chemical pollutant, DDT, PCBs, mm-hmm. dioxins. Uh, in, in fact, in the U.S., hundreds of thousands of babies are estimated to be born with brain damage every year as a consequence of their you know, mothers consuming uh, mercury-contaminated fish with uh, the resulting loss of intelligence estimated to, to cost billions of dollars of lost productivity every extra year. Certainly a you know tuna sandwich would be still better than bologna. Um, but, you know, something like a hummus wrap would be even healthier right. um, as Harvard researchers found that even just a 3% swap from fish protein to plant protein associated with a 6% decreased risk of premature death. So, you know, like anything in nutrition, it's not so much good or bad, but better or worse. Yeah. Um, and so we should always kind of try to ratchet up, you know, among the options that are available to us, what are the healthiest choices? Right. You know, I actually recently found this product, but it, it, it was, it's, it's a little bit of tuna, but then it's got beans and green olives and carrots and red Perfect. bell pepper. It's delicious. But then right, I was right. eating too much. I was like, crap, I shouldn't be eating that much tuna, but I was impressed that at least they put a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I think that's great. You know, that's how I think we really knew. You know, in fact, that's what you see in the blue zones where, right. where meat is really treated like a condiment, a flavoring yeah. you know, rather than a big chunk at the center of the plate. Exactly. Now, I thought this was interesting, too. I think people don't realize this. The safest level of drinking is none. And my husband's always um, talking about he's like, it's a neurotoxin and neither yeah. one of us drink. So oh, but I think, yeah. you know, there's so much with women and wine and relaxing and social media and humor. And to me, it's not as funny. Like, come on, women, let's not do this. We shouldn't be pushing wine so much. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Everyone agrees that, you know, heavy drinking, drinking during pregnancy, binge drinking is bad. But there has been this kind of thinking for a while that there are benefits to moderate drinking. Right. Um, uh, unfortunately, this appears to be kind of a, an artifact of what's called oh. the sick quitter effect of, of basically misclassifying former drinkers as if, as if they were lifelong abstainers. Okay. Um, uh, but, uh, and so when you account for that, when you actually compare uh, drinkers to non-drinkers, not because they stopped because they got liver cirrhosis, but non-drinkers because they haven't drank at all, you see the so-called J-curve disappears and you just get this linear straight line increase in disease risk as you drink more and more, even light drinking. Um, so zero to one drinks per day increases the risk of breast cancer, um, uh, which is the number one internal uh, uh, cancer among women in this country. And so according to the Global Burden of Disease Study, the World Health Organization, the World Heart Federation, the safest level of drinking really is none. Um, you know, grapes, barley, and potatoes best eaten in their non-distilled form. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Johnny Walker, no substitute for actual walking. <laughs> 
you know, you have so much in the book. You've got how to protect our bones, bowels, bladder, circulation, hair, hearing, hormone balance, immune function, joint health, minds and muscles, skin. This was interesting to me because I started using, I'm pretty natural, but I, you know, I got pulled in and I started using tretinoin and then I was ah. like, oh crap, damn it, doctor, don't take my tretinoin. <laughs> Tell us about yeah. this because I'm sure yeah, we're like, so, what? Yeah. yeah, so it works. So tretinoin, yeah. this this uh, this part uh, sold as Retin-A is a mm-hmm. um, is a, a form of uh, topical vitamin A that has yeah. been shown to reverse um, uh, some sk- sun damage um, in right. terms of reversing visible signs of aging. The only problem mm, is that it may kill you. So there was a uh, there was oh. a famous study um, which was published <laughs> no. in two thousand nine showing that those randomized to topical tretinoin versus placebo had significantly increased in all cause mortality. They actually had to stop the study early because so many more people were dying in the um, tretinoin group compared to the placebo cream group. Um, it turns out between about one to four percent of the uh, of of uh, this all-trans retinoic acid or retin-A is actually absorbed into our bloodstream, and we think maybe the reason why uh, that increases risk of death. It's possible it was a total fluke. That study has not been replicated. Oh, um, okay. However, it has been, but because of that, it was it's been banned throughout Europe um, for use in any kind of cosmetic prescription or otherwise. And so I really think that's really the kind of safest kind of precautionary approach. Okay. Um, uh, but it's possible that if they actually repeated the study, um, that it was just kind of a statistical fluke. Um, but um, until we know more, I would encourage people to try to use safer ways. And so that's really sun protection uh, to decrease a risk of, uh, of, of uh, you know, developing that uh, aging and visible yeah. signs of aging in the first place, as well as decrease our risk of skin cancer. And right. there's also kind of inside out ways to kind of have that in, kind of internal sunscreen, right? Some of those carotenoid phytonutrients yeah. like lycopene and processed tomato products or, or some of the other carotenoids like beta carotene can actually kind of decrease the redness of a sunburn because it offers some like low level of skin protection, not as good as sunscreen, but it's there 24 seven and all the little nooks and crannies, you don't have to remember. Um, and so it does, um, is able to actually slow down those signs of aging. That's great. Now I was very happy to read about muscle mass and cacao because the oh, only yeah. sugar I eat is from dark chocolate. And okay. I'll usually go like 75 to 80%. Once in a while for a treat, wow. I'll have 70%. Uh-huh. Um, but that's pretty much it other than fruit. So uh, I was very happy. Tell us a little bit about this. Oh, I wish I had more time with you because there's so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's, there's a couple of <laughs> foods that have been shown to improve muscle mass, muscle strength, muscle performance. Two cups a day of of uh, blueberries, for example, have been shown mm. to improve functional mobility. Daily half teaspoon of garlic powder can improve muscle nice. mass. A tablespoon a day of natural cocoa powder, not the not the not Dutch the cocoa, the alkalized cocoa, right. um, can improve yeah. both muscle strength and function. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and, and and greens, dark green leafy vegetables, the nitrates in dark green leafy right. vegetables um, uh, can also improve muscle mass and performance. So. Popeye was right all along. <laughs> so the largest chapter in the book is on dementia and cognitive function. Just tell us a few things from that. Yeah, well, so it turns out that what's good for our heart is good for our heads because the clogging of cerebral arteries within our brain is actually a contributor to uh, to to Alzheimer's dementia, leading cause of dementia, which is actually one of the leading killers, 4 million Americans affected. 
Um, and so having high blood cholesterol in the body um, is universally recognized as a risk factor for Alzheimer's. So although Alzheimer's uh, may not be curable, it is preventable. And we can do that by decreasing our cardiovascular risk factors like blood pressure, like cholesterol. Some of the few things that have been shown to actually slow the progression of the disease um, for people that have it. And so we really do have some control over whether or not we lose our mental facilities. You know, Dr. Greger, it's been such an honor to have you on, really. And I hope you'll come. I know you're so popular, but again, how not to age. Uh, like I said, I've been doing health media for 25 years, television, radio, and podcasts, and it's been such an honor to have you. I've been wanting to have you on for a really long time. Oh, so tell great. everyone how we can find you. And then again, health power. Please look me up. Come back. At Lisa Davis. <laughs> I would love to. MPH. Uh, sorry, at Lisa Davis MPH. Because <laughs> there's so much more to talk about. Absolutely. Oh, my God. We're just getting started. I know, right? Uh, people the- can uh, find all my work at nutritionfacts.org, a free nonprofit public service. No ads, no corporate sponsorship, not selling anything. Just put it up um, as a public service. And then go to your local public library to get the book. All proceeds I received from sales of all my books are all donated directly to charity. I just want That's everyone amazing. to enjoy the longest, healthiest life. That is incredible. Everybody keep coming back to Health Power. Rate and you subscribe. It's on five days a week. We've got three days of me talking about some great articles, how to get more greens, what to do with yams, how to use different onions or different things. And then there's a wonderful guest every Tuesday, like Dr. Greger. And then every Wednesday, we have a wonderful chef who does gluten-free, dairy-free, the whole thing good stuff. Everybody keep listening and keep coming back. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.